1: you're listening to awakening code radio mind expanding
2: heart opening talk and music to raise your vibration some people consider it the shifting of the ages others see it as a whole new paradigm for humanity but whatever you want to call it it's hard to deny that we are in a moment of immense change a moment challenging us to wake up and live life more consciously This is Eric Rankin.
1: And I'm Michelle Anderson. And you're listening to Awakening Code Radio.
2: Where the conversation is always about raising the vibration of love, compassion,
1: happiness, forgiveness, stewardship, health, and peace.
2: Thank you for joining the conversation. This is Deepak Chopra.
0: Hi, I'm Marianne Williamson.
2: Hi, this is Greg Braden, And you are listening to Awakening Code. Awakening
0: Code. Awakening Awakening Code Code Radio. Radio.
2: And thank you for tuning in to Awakening Code Radio. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Maybe you're a live streamer or maybe you're in Laguna listening uh, on a real FM radio because we are a terrestrial radio station here at the beautiful KXFM studios right on Pacific Coast Highway in downtown Laguna Beach. Or most of our listeners are podcast listeners, and we appreciate all of you so much. You can uh, catch us on a new podcast uh, format. You can always find us on all your regular favorites, whether it's iTunes or any on down. But there is a new podcast format called snippet.fm. And we have condensed some of our favorite shows over the last nine and a half years, and none of them are over 20 minutes long. So if you're just driving and know you have a 20-minute trip or less, or maybe just a 20-minute attention span or less, that show is for you. So snippet.fm, and instead of Awakening Code Radio, it's just called The Awakening Code because it's podcast only. I am one-third of your podcast team. Uh, my name's Eric, and to my right, always in the co-pilot chair, is Michelle Anderson. Hello, Michelle. Hello. How are you?
1: Super excited to be here tonight.
2: I know. This going to be a lot of fun. And okay. then out in the ethers is our amazing admin, Colleen, who does everything we don't like to do, aren't capable of doing from outreach, social media management... Graphics.
1: I hope she uh, likes to do them. Production? You make it sound like it's like this horrible thing. It's in her, she does it. It's horrible it. to me. Yeah, she does it beautifully.
2: Yeah, well, she does. She's Are you listening, got a Colleen? Real gift to it. Yeah, you can chime in. So, anyway, she's rarely in the studio with us, but always in our hearts. And then we have two women in the studio with us. We have um, the author of a book. I'm going to turn mics on. And I'm just intrigued by the name of the book, Liminal, because I've never seen that word. I've seen subliminal. But not liminal. I'm going to let Michelle introduce you and how that all came upon. And then we have someone visiting, family friend from the East Coast, Virginia. Is that right?
1: Maryland. No. Maryland. Maryland. Into the mic. So. Yes,
2: yes,
1: ma'am.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here, ma'am. here, here you, let,
1: let's do this, Melitza. Melitza. We talk about Melitza and I know you go by Millie to most of your, your friends, right? It's easier. But, but gotta I. Bring but I. Right I. To your mouth. I'll I, show that. you the way I put it in in my that phone.
2: Comes. There.
1: Malitza. Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: Yes. And she has she has been uh, a listener on our show for a long time. And why, what we like to tell people is if you happen to be in the Laguna Beach area and you're a listener, stop by.
2: Yeah. We right? love connecting with our yeah. listeners. And you're, I'm going to kick you out. If you talk and you're that far away from the mic, I would literally no, be right there
1: a millimeter. There,
2: in the there mic. you go. I'm going to measure.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't have a screen, windscreen for her.
2: So That's, she's 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 being mic shy
1: she's being
3: cautious okay
2: oh yes. <laughs> well, well, i get it
3: i've sung in front of a mic and it sounded horrendous oh, okay. so. because you I'm were a cheapest. little mic shy
2: okay well you sound great just be Thank close you. enough all right so, so let's introduce our guest because i'm excited from what i've read and you we shared at dinner um about what we're going to be talking about
1: we did and uh, sandy hart hello
0: Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I am
1: too, and I just want to, I'm thrilled at how today worked out, and I, I feel like we're modeling some of the essence of what's in your book.
0: Absolutely. Even
1: though I haven't read it yet, I do want to share that, um, you. I don't know if you're going to even relate with this or not, Sandy, but I just booked our dolphin boat. For um April twenty second. And I did that because I knew Melitza was coming and I wanted her to experience because we talk about it so much. And Sandy has the most viral video on her Facebook oh, page that yes. we've ever done from one of our boats July of twenty when 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 oh, were the Kogi gosh. here? Um, it's all That's a a while back. before yeah. COVID, yeah. it could twenty fifteen, twenty seventeen, something like that. Yeah. And Guillermo Martinez, um, a famous flute player and uh, the man that I made my drum with on a full moon. I did a drum workshop at his house. He happened to come on that boat in July because I ran into him at the Dalai Lama.
0: That's right, his 80th birthday.
1: That's right. We were at the Dalai Lama and Ruben Sufki of the Hopi was pl- doing their eagle dance for the Dalai Lama, and I was the host and brought him there. And, um,
0: and we also had the Kogi,
1: And we had Columbia. the Kogi in from Colombia that Gary Christmas right. brought in from Colombia. Right. And we also had uh, Jose Munoz from, from Guatemala, the, our Mayan daykeeper. He was on that boat too. And we saw five blue whales that day that surrounded our boat, four or five. I can't remember. <sighs> But we had a Stunning. a pod, a huge mega pod of, of common dolphins and Sandy caught, caught it on video. And Sandy, you've been a good friend of me, of mine, since Gary Christmas introduced us years and years ago. And, um, you know, we, we've done a lot together with Chief Phil Lane, who's coming into town this Saturday. A lot of things are lining up and it feels like they're clicking into place and i just want to share part of this to get us going into your book is that i went to bed last night with my heart going okay am i putting this guest on the show tomorrow or not because i had different guests lined up kind of a maybe for tonight but i i i wasn't it wasn't landing in my body that it was the right guest at the right time and Melitza knows from listening to us that that's a big thing with me it, it 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 seems like everything always lines up in the perfect divine timing and Eric just shows up and goes, "Well, wow, look who you brought," you know? <laughs> Unless he has somebody that he wants to put on and then he'll say, "Hey, Michelle, I got this guest." And I'm like, "Yes," right? So I woke up thinking I still I'm not feeling that that's the right time for this guest. I didn't have a title for the show. And my friend that was lining up these guests, she texted me and said, I guess you probably went with somebody else and that's a good thing and it's okay. So she kind of was like, make easing easy. My decision about maybe not having these people, which means, "Uh Oh, Michelle, you don't have a guest at, you know, eight nine, eight, nine o'clock this morning. You don't have a guest for tonight. And I had to call Gary to arrange a meeting for him and Chief Phil next week. And when I called Gary, he goes, Michelle, you'll never guess who's here right now. And I'm all, who? And he goes, Sandy Hart. And it just was like, boom, boom, boom. It lined up. Gary says, she she wrote a book, Michelle. She's here. She's recording her audio version of her book. And I go, hey, Sandy, do you want to be on the show? Like, tell me about your book. And when you said... The name of the book is The Liminal Odyssey, The Alchemical Power of the Spaces in Between. My body felt like it all my chakras lined up in one moment and I got this ding, 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 green light. Like this is it because we're always talking about the magic is in the space in between. We have to go to the space in between. And then I said, tell me a little bit about your book. And you said, well, it it makes the mundane miraculous. And I'm like, there's a title for our show. Please be on the show. (laughs) Okay. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And
2: And I love it. I love the cover art and just this whole idea of space in between or the space between kind of came into my consciousness. I did a video called Sonic Geometry 2013. It came out. I was done. I was whatever the video was going to do was going to do, and right after that, I met this artist, amazing artist, who has this geometric form that he calls the Trion Ray, and he was all about the space between. So it looks like, you know, an, an eye of Horus shape, an almond shape, but it's dimensional, and he he can talk for days or weeks about the significance of the space between because it's all perspective, really. Is it the space between or is it the space? It kind of becomes the container or the space between containers. And so much of it has to do with your perspective of where you're going to approach almost any issue or problem or a narrative in your own mind. We think polarity, we think it's this or it's that. Usually we're very compartmentalized in our thinking and yet the magic, even though I haven't read a word of your book, so often happens in that space between. Some people call it the gray area, but it's really more than that.
0: It's where the nectar is. Yeah. It's where the juice is. It's where life is. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to seeing the external um, symbols and the external messages and hearing the, uh, the external messages. And that's just part of our societal training. You know, we're all kind of walking through a trance of, of, of the way things were. And it seems that right now um, in this, what feels like an evolutionary growth spurt. Oh, absolutely. Not even a bend in evolution. Thank you. Um, we are just, we're just accelerating at lightning speed right now in this convergence of uh, the the piling on of crises that are happening on our planet. I don't have to name them here. And at the same time that uh, technology and information is, you know, Bringing our bringing uh, us together in ways in unprecedented ways that that have never happened before on the planet. It's
1: it's like the there, the magic and miracles are happening, in between the mayhem.
2: Yeah, wow. that's how
1: I experience magic it. and
2: miracles in between the mayhem.
0: Yeah, I I, I get those. Mm-hmm. I, I like copyright
2: the, that. The, uh, yeah,
0: I, there's the title of your book. The, <laughs> the, yeah, oh, here we go.
2: <laughs> magic in the mayhem.
0: <laughs> but I want to say, I think the mayhem is also the miracle. Mm-hmm. I heard last week, don't waste a good crisis. Yeah, the crisis is the opportunity. It's the invitation. Well,
1: 9/11, 9-11 was a huge crisis that you blossomed and bloomed and grew something from.
0: Right. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. an exact, you know, perfect um, um, description of, of being in a liminal odyssey and and expanding it to its greatest potential. Mm-hmm. And I've always, you know, known that I was one that never wanted to miss any opportunity. Um, I have. I, I feel an insane responsibility to expand every opportunity to its greatest potential, and that has provided me a lot of wild experiences, which is really what I started to write a book about. And and to your point, I had never actually heard the word liminal myself until a little over a year ago. I knew it meant threshold at that time. That's what I what how I understood the word liminal to mean was threshold, and that it was a clunky word to say. It doesn't flow very. Yeah, you know, it looks
2: <laughs> odd, but then as soon as you say liminal, you think, oh, there is a word subliminal, and mm-hmm. sub is you know a, a pre. What is that, Melita? What do we call it? A pre, when you put something in front of the word prefix Prefix. like subliminal must mean right. like sub rosa in rome and so we have subliminal and like how come i never heard if there's subliminal how right. come i've never heard liminal
0: right and and it actually means threshold it's a the it's a latin root that comes from the latin root For threshold. Mm -hmm. Architects use it all the time to describe a staircase or a hallway. It's a place of transition. Hmm. And there's all this talk about stepping over the threshold into this new place we're going. And I'm saying, no, 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 please don't just step over that. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into it. And let's spend some time there. And let's practice some skills that we've all picked up we each come with a confluence of different skills. I list twelve skills that I identified as I know I w- I, when
1: you sent me your little was it a <laughs> Word doc. And I, I said to Eric, oh, you're going to love this because yes. I mean, he loves lists. I like
2: lists. It, it just takes all the weight off I of thought like, it was thirteen. do we know what we're going to talk about? Oh, we have a list. So <laughs> yes, now we know that we're going to be talking about. And bring your mic up a little it's closer. 13. Your, there it's 13.
0: Huh. So there are 13, there are 12 chapters and there's far more than, than 12 skills, but they can all be summed up into really 12. <clears throat> but what's fascinating about what happened when i started writing this book about being in this liminal space i really started to this book i started writing this book to tell a story about this wild experience that happened to me in 1982 at the rose bowl at the world P, at um at uh, peace sunday mm-hmm. um a no nukes rally and music festival Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I. And that's how the peace sign was made originally. Well,
2: not in 82. Wasn't but it? That was in no, no, the 60s.
1: Yeah. In the 60s. Yes. Eric just educated us on oh, that mm-hmm. like three weeks ago. Oh, I, oh, I want
0: to hear all about the birth that. of the
2: peace sign. Go back and listen to the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just admitted I
2: missed your program. <laughs> <laughs> I never listened to him. I'm not going to blame anybody else. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so I had. A, and so something wild happened to me that day. I heard a call to action. I opened my mouth and I inadvertently started a chant among one hundred thousand people that day that lasted all day long. Wow.
2: With the people or on your own?
0: I started a chant.
2: Oh you, what, s- you how, started. How did it, it go?
0: Are we
1: gonna stay in? I'll it?
0: tell you real quick. Mm-hmm. So and you have to read chapter one. But the the um the beginning of the program, the MC came to the stage and she said Hey everybody! It's going to be a really hot day. Everybody, you know, drink your water and put on your sunscreen. And by the way, we just got a report from the parking lot that somebody left their dog in the car. Oh no! It's going to be a really hot day. Go roll your windows down. And there was a low grade. Ho- yeah, I know you've got you brought your dogs with you. I did um, so it's yeah, there was a low grade uh, boo in the crowd, mm-hmm. and then we were drowned out. Now the the day went like this. It was. The band came out and played two songs, and then there was a speaker, band activist, band celebrity, band, you know, environmentalist, Mm -hmm. all day long from 10 in the morning to 10 at night. So while everybody else seemed to forget about the dog, I did not. So I started shouting, what about the dog? Surely they could hear me from the stage, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Among 100,000 people. And I was relentless. I didn't stop. I could not think about anything but the dog. What about the dog? What about the dog? <laughs> what about the dog? And then I got drowned out. Mm-hmm. Another moment came. I started chanting, but now my friends started chanting with me. By noon, everyone was chanting in the whole stadium. What By four thing. o'clock, I heard it coming from the other side. Wow! And that moment, I get body chills me right too. now. Me too. Me too. From and I, I realized, ah, oh, that's how you start a movement.
2: Mm. <laughs> One person can start a, mo- a movement.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, right. Truly. And it usually comes from a crisis. By the way, threshold today is being described as the place between crisis and choice, crisis and action. I don't think you need a crisis to to be. To be activated, to be to to be galvanized to doing something. Are you? Would you consider yourself a sacred activist? I am a sacred activist. As are you, Michelle? I know. As are you? Eric, as are you? Er- Eric all... doesn't
1: consider. Are... Eric doesn't consider himself an activist.
2: Well, I don't.
0: You're not. You're not broadcasting a program. Y- yeah, on a and...
2: but you know, it's just the space between.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eric's a conduit. Eric's a conduit. Yeah, I know, like
1: Eric's, the, Eric's the key master.
2: I'm not much of a label person. I mean, I think everybody uh-huh. is doing their their thing, right. and I and everybody, every single person doing their thing, whether it's a homeless person or Elon Musk, is doing their thing that is somehow adding to the story of where we are right now. And everyone is valuable. I mean, every every single story is valuable. That so, is so so labeling funny. it, I I. It, my own little hang-up, I guess. It's just we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing, no mm. matter what it looks like.
0: And one of the one of the items on that list is um, act, um, living in your authentic mm. uh, being, being your authentic self, and not not trying to be somebody else. Is this the Your divine purpose, living your divine purpose. We all come wired with a divine purpose. We've all been tasked.
2: I think if we're even just here we're already in the divine purpose. Right. I just that somehow we managed to manifest a physical body for ourselves t- to roam around a, an amazing planet full of the diversity of flora and fauna that we have. Right. That's a miracle in itself. Right. So it, it's another way of looking- Is at- fulfilling
1: our planetary assignment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you meant. I'm I'm oh, like, yeah. Divine purpose, plan- I don't see that. divine. Yeah, planetary pla- assignment. I like planetary that. Planetary
2: assignment, that's-, a, that's that's, yeah, perfect. That even
1: drops us even more there. Uh-huh. Well, another thing that got me just about the way today lined up, it w- it was in the space between, the magic happened, and the fact that M- Millie was coming into town for a month and got here yesterday, and then I told her I would call her tomorrow after my couple phone calls, and that couple phone calls became like 10, and then we didn't end up talking until this afternoon, and I'd already booked you for the show and said, yes, we're on, and then... Millie, I told her, I know you're going to really resonate with Sandy and this book just because my inner compass told me and I knew it was magical. I said, please, you know, can you come? And I told her a little bit about you and your work with the World Parliament of Religions. Is that how Mm -hmm. you say it? Parliament
0: of the World's Religions. Parliament
1: of the Mm -hmm. World's Religions. Mm -hmm. And Millie's like, uh... I think my husband knows somebody yes. that she knows.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Kurt. Yeah, shout out to Kurt. Mm. I think Small I mentioned world. him
3: to you before. He's done like he has a book called The Coming Interspiritual Age. I think Kurt, I'm so sorry if I'm messing this up. And then another book that's a
1: compendium like mm-hmm. from different authors. But I, it, there's no accidents is what it doesn't that really bring it home about how this is all weaving right now. Everything's right. clicking
0: into place. And it feels huge. And by the title of that book that you couldn't think of the name, Our Moment of Choice. Yes, exactly. That's, 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 that's the name right. Of the book.
3: That's right. And I yeah. have it. I almost brought it and I had no more room in the car.
0: So I couldn't For <laughs> one it. more book. Yeah. That's right. That's a packed car. <laughs> it's <laughs> our was. moment of choice. Yeah. You know, we don't know where we're going, but we know we're on our way. And there are a lot of, a lot of visionaries and futurists, you know, refer to this as, evolution is spiraling up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really, I, I, that bothers me. Why do we keep coming back around? What mm-hmm. is in that spiral? I personally believe it's systems of domination and patriarchy that this, you know, the, this, uh, some, these assumptions we've been walking through. Um, it, the veil is lifting, mm-hmm. right? We no longer, we're going to drop all of those bad habits and all those assumptions, so we can, you know, our trajectory is going to be straight up. Be our authentic selves, like you. We were have to be bringing up in there, and it feels right. like we're all, we're kind of
1: all taking up our, our positions. You know, it's like
0: yeah,
1: on the on the equinox, Eric sends me a text. I think I said this on the air. Eric sends me a text saying, Jen and I are going out to Giant Rock for the full moon equinox you want to come and this is the day before he's leaving on thursday and i had just gotten an assignment that i was going to do a zoom and right away i'm like oh yes and, and eric i said why are you doing that and he goes well I, f- I feel called and i go you mean you're showing up for your assignment mm. that's how i feel it it's like we're getting these assignments but how do we know about these assignments the first thing, remember how I told you I was going to open to yeah. a page in your book? And, I, and she brings me her book. And I said, usually I just will tell the book, show me a page that I'm supposed to see. I know I'm not right on the mic. <laughs> uh putting on the glasses. You know, 50 plus, that happens. Um, and the first thing that, that I open to is the sacred art of listening for the call. That's it. Right there is the title of this chapter, and it starts with strengthening the muscle of listening is essential on our liminal odyssey. We do this through simple yet seriously powerful practices. Awareness and intention for self-realization are our guiding principles. When we set the intention to be true to our authentic selves, then discovery of the self is a joy to uncover. I'm going to stop it right there because i am
0: got goosebumps. Yeah, it's
2: pretty mic drop. Oh, look, you made her cry and <laughs> gonna, she wrote it. I'm
0: going to ask you to, <laughs> to re, uh, record my, my audiobook. <laughs> I told Gary today. I told She's Gary today right
1: tell Sandy if she wants the voiceover for anything, I will do it. Oh. I'm there. Melitza's always saying to me, Michelle, you need to do more stuff on the mic, you know? Because yeah. when I read stuff that resonates with me, mm. I feel it in my core. And that's, Thank you. that's what your book is going to do for people, Sandy. I can mm-hmm. feel it in my core. And I am so, I know we're both crying. I'm so excited for you because I've watched this woman for many years and I love her so much. And it's like, I, I watch how passionate you are for so many different people and causes and you were just waiting for your divine assignment and the perfect time for it to show. It it showed itself and it came through you and you're birthing it. And I am one of your midwives and I am proud of that.
0: Thank you. Well, and and I'm just standing on your shoulders, Michelle. You're a model of the sacred art of listening. How you listen, you follow the yes. You follow the yes. You live a miracle every day. You're an example and my model. In so many ways. I'm so grateful for you. And wow, hear everybody should write a book and ask Michelle to read a chapter Mm -hmm. or something. (laughs) I agree. I think
3: Michelle speaks from the
0: heart. You can really tell. There's like a different placement.
3: You know, you you. can tell the people who are super, super cerebral and they're talking out of their head and you speak out of your heart. And that actually, I feel like that
1: touches the hearts that are listening and it kind of opens those hearts. Thank you so much. I feel like right now, like you said, Sandy, this is the time. This is the assignment is before us and we, we have to pay attention and act. Right. And that's why I get so passionate about why did I end up on a radio show if I'm not going to use my voice? Yeah, and I I was going to ask Sandy a question, if that's okay
2: with you Mm -hmm. That is okay, as long as you are right on the mic. I will do my very, very best. That's good.
3: Um, So would you say, I have not read your book, I'm sorry, I I just heard about it today, but do you think that the whole notion of threshold and liminal is basically leaning into the place of discomfort?
0: Oh, absolutely. You have to go there. You got to feel all the feels. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, absolutely. And you're only as strong as your willingness to be vulnerable. And you've got to be vulnerable. It requires a lot of vulnerability to do this. This is all an inside job. This is all about personal responsibility. The days of waiting for somebody else to show us the way are over. We already know the way. We have to trust that. I have a whole chapter on the trust frequency. We have to trust that. You know that. Connie
1: Baxter was a guest here, her and Andrew. That does not
0: surprise me. Connie was my trust. She was my frequency editor, actually, Mm -hmm. of the book. She took the book after I wrote it and didn't do the topical sort of grammatical. um, I write better than I talk. The (laughs) grammatical uh, edits. Mm -hmm. She went through and said, okay, this, you need to shift this word sideways a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that just shifted the whole book. So this, there's been a lot of hearts on this book.
1: And they wrote yeah. the book, The Trust Frequency. That's why I yeah. brought that up. Because I noticed that was the last bullet yeah. on her list.
0: Last but not least. Right. Well, yes.
2: maybe we should go through the list.
1: I love that Melita. I I I, w- do. I, I was Thank thinking, you. I was thinking she'll be the best co host for this show. And I wanted her in here, and she was, she was like, I don't need to come in there. She's being all humble, and I I, yeah. I, I don't want to get in your way. And I'm like, no
0: this show. Well, I, I hope I answered your question. You absolutely answered my question. Because I one. think it's
3: something that I've experienced. It's recognizing the call and then actually trusting that you heard it. And then actually having the courage to lean into all the fear and
0: discomfort that, you know, you have to lean into in order to follow. That was an introduction to the Liminal Odyssey book. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Listening for the call, having the courage and the, the vulnerability to say yes. Mm-hmm. And then trusting. So trust and That allow. you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Trust and allow. Yeah. And, and I allow. was just listening
2: to Ram Dass today as I was driving home from the wow. mountains. And, you know, it's surrender is such a huge message of his. And we've, we have attached throughout our Western civilization a, a different meaning to the word surrender than, say, Eastern mystics would use it. Surrender just means you gave up, raise the white flag, I'm over, I'm done, you know, stick a fork in me, I can't do anymore. And surrender is acknowledging that there's a greater plan at work bigger than you're capable of in your own one little life but by surrendering to it you become as big as the plan almost (laughs) like it it, you're not surrendering anything other than your ego
0: exactly you
2: know to say well i can't control all of this well you weren't supposed to no single person was supposed to control all of this as michelle's always talking about it is a communal effort you know
1: Conscious collaboration without, without competition. competition.
2: Or copyright, or co- she says. Or
1: so. copyright for people that can handle the no copyright
0: piece.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have an attorney in the audience here right now. <laughs> no, no. I got, yeah. yeah. That's, and it's so cute. Gary's blowing up our phone because he's probably, I haven't read his text. Oh, Gary Christmas. Gary Christmas is right here. Hey, Gary.
0: Hey, Gary.
1: Hello. Gary, hope to meet you one day. Gary. Um, let's go through the list. Surrender equals trust, he said.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Surrender, definitely, perfect way of putting. It. Surrender actually is the ultimate expression of trust, I think.
0: It absolutely is. Yeah.
2: In the in yeah. the context of how we're using it, I mean, and, context and, is everything.
1: Yeah, and Lori Taylor, oh. she tuned in at eleven eleven Eastern time because she's in Florida right now. She says miraculous moment eleven eleven, and and it, it it's like. There's no accidents with all of this, how it's all happening. I can see that today was the day that this book was supposed to be talked about on this particular radio show with all of us. Mm -hmm. It was was preordained. Divine divine plan.
3: I have to tell you this. I'm sorry. I know you were going into the list, but you were talking about Ram Dass. We were listening Mm. to his book, Spiritual Journey, Mm. audiobook on the way to California. And then we met with a friend in Arizona and she told us that she's Jewish by upbringing and and faith that she discovered Jesus and discovered prayer and the importance of all of that and how she recognized through that journey that (laughs) being able to surrender to the greater plan and figure out how to make that the thing that she wants was the way to make her way through life. Mm.
2: It's true. I mean, it's really true, and we want to get locked up into, you know, as Ram Dass says, I was listening to today, we want to get locked up into the closed-mindedness of religion. You know, it's my way is the right way, and he so eloquently dissolves those borders, you know, and he was a big avid, I mean, he was using psychedelics, Tim Leary was his guru, probably the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, who we've had sitting in this studio that was kind of providing... 90% of the LSD back in the summer of love, mid 60s and stuff, hugely responsible for that. And it was their divine mission. But um, Terrence McKenna also said, you know, it's the, uh, when we talk about spirituality, rather than borders, it's the dissolving of borders. And you eventually come to realize that we are truly all accessing the same oneness. When we get through there, and it didn't, the, the individual avenues or the religions or the structures are were just part of the window dressing in the process. So he he would have Ram Dass, and I don't either have any problem with a Jew who was also a, a Buddhist who also followed some of the teachings of Jesus, and go, hey, if they are pointing the way forward to a peaceful, happy heart in service, calm, and feeling like you're doing the purpose and living the life you're supposed to. You're on your path. I mean, that's what spiritual awakening looks like. If you go to sleep at night in a calm state and you wake up in a happy state in gratitude and you feel like serving the greater good of whatever it is, people, family, animals, environment, you are on a beautiful spiritual journey and you don't need to attach anything to any religious, one singular religious teaching or person or guru or personality.
0: Right, um, when it when it becomes rooted in fear that you are there, then that becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah. Then it becomes when it creates division and separation. Yeah. the illusion of separation. Yes. Then, then, yeah. Then we can talk. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm an interfaith activist for 20 years. Michelle mentioned after the events of 9/11, I opened my front door and got out of the way. I heard. I had heard gather with the women, and I didn't know what to do with the women, but I said, yes. And, uh, got out of my, opened my front door and got out of the way. And we had, we've had this conversation for 20 years now. Mm. Um, we can celebrate our diversity sure, and, and honor our commonalities, but it's really the, the real fun isn't celebrating our diversities, um, mm. and honor everyone for where they're at, uh, uh, as long as it doesn't get in the way of and create any separation. Right. But we know that that exists. And that kind of gives that that kind of gives that tension for change.
2: Yeah. Well, the yeah. separation is the illusion. and we've all bought yeah. it. It's like watching a yeah. movie that just said, this is the way the world works. But somebody, a puppet master is behind there saying, you're all separate, you're all struggling. Everybody's concerned and worried. everyone's functioning from a state of lack. It's because that was a story, and from that story, the few have a really powerful tool, like a sledgehammer, to wield over the the masses. We know, you follow us, we're going to create the rules that you're going to obey, and we kind of do it until something wakes us up to the true essence of what this experience really is, and everything is connected to everything. There is no separation from anything to anything else, including God.
0: And this is the assumption, I said, the veil is lifting from the assumptions we've been walking through. It hasn't always been this way, right? It, uh, it all pretty much started when we learned how to commoditize the, our earth, when we, beca- when we became uh, you know, farmers and growers. And we learned that from the earth, we could make money. Mm. And we now have, com- we have dominion over the earth which means that's where the first separation occurred man and then of course monotheism and and we can go on from there but we are returning to that that time and space or maybe not maybe with, maybe with we're not twist. returning to with something with a twist yeah. i mean today
1: i felt i said something to eric like it feels like we're doing atlantis all over again because of the whole ai and it it's like it's it's we've been talking about this on the show that it it's it feels like technology is surpassing consciousness and it, and Mm -hmm. maybe we took a right turn when we could have taken a left turn, but we can still get there. You know, like consciousness is rising and I'm watching it happen Mm -hmm. with books like this, with people tuning in to that inner knowing it's happening. And the technology is a part of this. So instead of Pushing it away completely. How do we integrate it without letting it take us over? Exactly. So um, people are loving this conversation. Don Don Connolly is listening, and she's saying so inspired. Thank you all for showing up.
2: Hey, Don and
1: Ann Deal <laughs> is typing in. Oh, yeah. Lori Taylor, love this divinely orchestrated show. I love what Gary wrote to us again because I say this prayer a lot, and I, I said it recently on a on a zoom call I was on yesterday but Gary taught me this prayer and I say it daily that place me in the right place at the right time with the right people for the right reasons so that I may live and serve my divine mission on earth for the greatest good for all and and Eric Eric Gary writes perfect time in the perfect place at the perfect time for the <laughs> highest good for all in all realms in all time and space so it's, it's, that's what we're talking about. This is, it's all sinking in place. Yeah. And I know, Eric, before I, before we run out of time, mm-hmm. Eric wants us to get to your list because we oh. are, we are covering some of it. Okay. But what I like to do is run down, just say them all. Uh-huh. And then we can, if you want to pick up on one particular one, um, but I, I, ended up texting it to myself because I had to keep going out of your text to answer these texts or see these texts from the people. And I was like, how am I going to do this? I can't get back there. So the first one is slowing down to the sound of being timeful. I love the way that sounds.
2: Timeful.
0: I kind of coined that word. I was going
2: to say liminal and timeful. We got all kinds of new <laughs> I words. I
0: have anything to do with, real quickly, we know how to be mindful. We know how to be careful. We know how to be thoughtful. We don't spend enough time practicing being timeful. And it's not just about.
1: Showing up in, on time. It's just being
0: time, mm-hmm. being, you know, spreading things out and stopping and thinking. It's a really maxing out and stretching that opportunity in that moment and then putting your skills into practice.
1: <laughs> I, like I like that. that. Ah, boom, Thank jinx. You. Jinx, joke, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink Coke anymore. Okay, practicing reverent listening.
2: Mm-hmm. I think listening is so huge, and I have not always been, and could still be accused of not being a great listener. And one of the, when I felt like I had been called out, was somebody said, are you one of those people that is listening or just waiting for your turn to talk again? Yeah. I was like, oh are. my God. That Remember is, who that was? no. <laughs>
1: That's a good one.
2: That that is so and and so many people because I have it made me more aware. I mean, I'll own up to something if if it was even if it was out of my awareness and somebody calls me on something it's like, "Wow, that often is me." I th- I get excited in a topic and I'm and listening to the person, but I'm just so eager to share your point Share of view. my point of view. So yeah. the first 5 years of this show was a lot like that. Just
0: so here's a here's a poem that changed it for me mm. or a, a quote To listen to someone into a condition of discovery and disclosure may possibly be the greatest gift one human being does for another. Mm. Mm. It's beautiful. And it's a, a listening is a skill to practice. So it's the practice is to prepare to listen, not mm. to listen. How do you really prepare to listen Mm. and pay attention? Oh, am I just preparing my, 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 because that's what society has taught us to do. Let's get things. Let's say Mm -hmm. things. That's the way TV happens, right? We're we're being conditioned by just keeping an interesting conversation going.
2: Sound bites. Yeah. And that that sounds
1: like you're only operating from the mind instead of Uh, the heart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, Carrie Lake has been a guest on the show a few times and i visited have visited her down in Encinitas where she lives. And she just was spewing out these nuggets one night. I, we were just drinking wine and talking about stuff and I'm not going to remember it exactly right, but it's like, we listen each other into being.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And I was like, wow, what a short way to say the power of listening. We listen each other into being. So someone expressing themselves is actually becoming more of who they are by someone receiving who they are. And listening is just such an act of a gift of receiving. So that's
0: a really great practice is to stop and journal what it felt like when you felt really listened to. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what
1: we all want? We all want to be heard. We all want to be felt. We want to be seen. And when somebody actually sees us and listens to us, It validates us Mm -hmm. in some way that we may not have even realized we needed validating. But at some point in our time from being born till we grew into adulthood, there came a time when we were a child, maybe on the playground, maybe in school, maybe a teacher, maybe a parent, maybe an aunt or uncle who didn't hear us, who didn't see us, who discarded us. And that wound forward without us realizing it and it became our subconscious mm-hmm. and then we act from those places mm-hmm. as adults not even realizing that that little child that wanted to be loved and seen and heard is acting out through whatever we're doing in the moment Real, I goosebumps because I, yeah, I resonate with you that. that's mm-hmm. so
0: true and intergenerational trauma that speaks to intergenerational trauma and addressing that Which is the chapter too. I
1: just went to <laughs> about the ancestors. Of course
0: it is. Yeah. Um, but all of this on listening, we think about listening to another. Now turn that inward. How well do we have reverent listening for ourselves? So, yeah, it works that way too. And mm-hmm. that's what really matters. Um, I'm having we,
1: the goosebumps that. tonight all mm-hmm. the way down my legs.
0: Well, you know, for me, I think, you know, for the
3: kids not listening to them is defining them before they understand how to define themselves.
0: Oh, wow. Beautiful.
3: And and Eric, I think to your point, I think for the listener, listening is an act of surrender.
2: Mm -hmm. Kind of is your willingness to tell you take yourself off the active end of the line. Uh And (laughs) the energy is this and let it be this, let it be. If you want to call it the masculine and feminine, there has to be the push, but If you're just pushing into nothingness, it's nothing. It has to be received. And why not let that just be a beautiful exchange, a true exchange, rather than just, it looks like I'm sitting here nodding my head and just waiting for myself to be the pusher again.
0: And it, it, Hmm. we have to be fair with ourselves too. I mean, we have been conditioned to listen the way at the level we listen at right now. 17% of our day, is really only spent in reverent listening, and even fifty percent of that we forget over time. So, uh, it, it, you're we saying seventeen
2: percent is, is reverent listening?
0: Yeah, only seventeen. I is would really say like, like point .17. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. That
2: seems highly uh, exaggerated well, to me. Well, paying attention.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's not. I mean, think of how many hours in our waking day. That's a shame that we, what are we missing and what are we missing from ourselves? You know, uh,
2: we're definitely bombarded by things to listen to or hear. We hear a lot, but actually like we're actively listening. I have to listen to someone that I'm inspired by to, to usually feel like I am an active listener. Right. um, Unless I'm in a conversation, you know, I do my best to make sure that it keeps going like this, but to hold my attention, I would say I tune out a whole lot. I'll scroll through, you know, reels and TikTok videos and everything else. And you see it, and it's just like, as soon as you saw it, it's just gone. Right. But true listening, I I would say we're we're far less than your seventeen percent. That
0: that is that's the problem with the technology that I mentioned earlier. Yes. You know, this is really training our brain to not just to listen. Take, not to listen. Yes. You know, we 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 are we have to stop. Stop and think, hey, does this toothpaste make my life better? And I don't do that, but I can remember the phone number to call right now mm-hmm. <laughs> to get that toothpaste, no. you know, or, or where to buy it. So it's, it. we have been duped and, and, and but we have choice. That's it's our subliminal. Of choice. But, that's you know, subliminal advertising. It, it yeah. plugs
3: into a survival mechanism, right? Because we're yeah. constantly scanning for that information that's just going to keep us alive. What's the latest news? You know, what's the 60 seconds right. of, you know, having to react to And I think... Social media is just amplifying, you know, our short attention span and that those dopamine hits. Right. It has yeah. nothing
2: to do with true listening. It is just keeping people engaged. Engagement right. is engagement. And it, if, whether it's superficial or not, if they're staying there and there's an audience member that we can sell some advertising to or farm for, you know, data what, mine. what, what yeah. data mine, what do they want to buy? That's their, that's our value to the big Money corporations. I mean, anybody. Small. It, it is
1: crazy to just just go outside and see kids sitting sitting together, and none of them are all talking. of them
2: looking at their they're phones. Oh, no, they're talking over. to each
1: other by text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, they're or scrolling with the finger. Yeah, you know, looking at yeah. Yeah, Next thing, Those next thing, next thing. Hits, like Mindless. <laughs>
2: it, it just because. Yeah. And I've started so on Facebook now the, the reels. Mm-hmm. Which I never used to look at. I didn't really go to TikTok videos. I've never bought into that. But reels now are part of your Facebook scroll they experience. just keep finding And ways you just click one. And attention. then it's just the next one, the next one, the next one. And an hour later, you go, oh my God, what am I doing?
0: Things are shifting really quickly, mm-hmm. and we've got to remember we are in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something about the, the, these skills practiced together. Um, and even though they're all d- unique, Powerful on their own, collectively they create a um, a coherence. They become more powerful than the sum of their parts Mm -hmm. when they're practiced together. And I consider reverent listening the bonding agent of of them all, because you need listening to be able to stop in the moment of awareness to hear the call. You need listening. To recognize, you know, our ability to trust, we need listening to drop into our body and mind awareness. I'm going down that list, of, you know, we, and and the the magic that happens, that mundane to miraculous, is when we start paying attention and we're in that place of awareness. We start seeing stories synchronize, mm-hmm. serendipitous. I heard you say the word serendipitous today, Millie. Um, so. Uh, that's what I mean by cultivating uh, uh, synchronicities. synchronicities. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's. It's as if there are invisible hands saying, pay attention, folks, you are missing so much. Stop in the moments in between. Spread them out. Practice reverent listening. And everything else will fall into place. Yeah. And by the way, that collection which I consider like a constellation or like when you put elements into a Petri dish and collectively they make their own medicine, there's room in that Petri dish for your skills that you've come with. Cause you lived a life, right? You've got, you've got, you've had struggles. You've had to learn mm-hmm. lessons and overcome with different methodologies. We talked about, um, chakras and you know different things we do with different elements and so on that help us or things that we remember skills we practice when you put them together and recognize the interdependence of them with these other skills it's like a sonic boom gary's writing in combined focus
1: creates resonance which creates the next dream we have to stop overthinking
0: we're going to put that on oh, a that's meme. That's really Gary. great. There you go, Gary. <laughs> Gary. I hear, I hear Sandy's fifth, phone keeps going, twink, twink, yeah. and <laughs> it's Gary Christmas. I was, I was down. Yeah, I but thought, I, I want to <laughs> give a shout
1: out to listener Terry Ann Deal. She has been listening to this show since almost the beginning, and it is her birthday today. Happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Terry. We want to wish you nice. a birthday. Happy birthday. Should we birthday. sing her a song? Go ahead. A
3: happy birthday song? Sure. Okay. You can. I, know. <laughs> right I, I, will not I will sing on the radio. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy, birthday, Terry dear Terry. Happy, birthday happy birthday to, to you, Terry. Happy
1: birthday to you. And many more.
2: Wow. <laughs> beautiful. birthday. <Wow, laughs> you weren't birthday. expecting that, were you, Terry Ann? That was
1: beautiful. Yeah, Terry Ann, we, I didn't read the whole message. I just saw that she wrote that she was having a birthday today. Mm-hmm. Um, and Colleen, admin Colleen is writing in and I'm assuming she's writing in. So I will read this on air. Um, she says one of her favorite quotes, the world is full of magical things, patiently waiting for our wits to grow sharper Mm. (sighs) by Bertrand Russell. Oh, Thank it's you. So like
2: Colleen's- Colleen to, you know, do a home run.
1: Home run, home yeah. run. Absolutely. Out of the ballpark. Okay. So let's, I'm going to go ahead and just read all of okay. them and okay. you can pull them out however you want. Because Sandy did talk, we talked about practicing reverent listening. The next one was multi sensory and interconnected perception of skills and methods, cultivating synchronicities, clearing that muck of intergenerational trauma. Oh,
2: let's back <laughs> let, let's back up one. Okay. Cultivating synchronicity. So uh-huh. I haven't said this in a while, but I believe it is a, a huge part of for anyone's journey of awakening. Is and sometimes I overuse the Tony Robbins thing because he's like the face of focus. Like you put a plan, put a vision board, the narrower your focus, the more likely it's going to come true. Put all of your energy into that thing that you see out there. Everything else is just wasted energy. And I'm almost exactly opposite of that idea. Because synchronicity is abounding in the field of everyone. But if you have blinders on that have narrowed your vision to the only the one thing, mm-hmm. you've missed all those things where the magic of synchronicity can happen. People look at my life and go, how does that and this always happened to you. And I don't have the time to really explain what's happening. But the simple explanation is open the blinders up to where you are allowing more to come in because these things are floating around everybody. Yes. Where you talk about somebody, this happens at Burning Man a lot. Yeah. I, I I, need a part for this for my car that could not be here. And somebody says, did you just say you needed a blah, blah, blah. I know a guy and I was just there and he had it and he would give it to you. That's magic. But if you are so narrow and you're beam-like focus, and not that we don't need those people to become brain surgeons and rocket scientists and everybody else, but truly the synchronicity to be open to it, you have to just open up your field of vision and let those, and recognize them when they're, it feels, because then it starts feeling like the universe is supporting you, which it always is. The universe is always supporting you. Listener, if you're listening to that, if you, whatever you think, the universe is supporting you. If you think the world's horrible, universe says, well, "Just wait. I'm going to support you so much in your beliefs, it's just going to get more horrible." And if then you if think
1: you, you're growing old, yeah. <laughs> if you think, and, but on the flip but, side, but if, positive, you think, if you're youthing, right. if you're youthing, you start looking more youthful.
2: <laughs> but just I'm so I'm just trying to put it out there: of there is value in allowing that synchronous, the synchronicity, uh-huh. kismet thing to happen. Um, coincidence by miracle, you have to be more open. You have to be more willing to receive from multiple planes almost around you that are always there. And then once you see them, then you decide how you're going to employ them on your journey, but it will come to you. The the things, the steps, the clues come when you're ready. It's like when the the student is ready, the teacher appears. When you've recognized enough of these clues, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen to them. Part of it is and knowing in that moment how to assimilate them and put them together for your next step your next step your next step Absolutely. leave room for
3: the pivot mm-hmm. and
2: yeah
0: <laughs> oh right and michelle talks about that a she lot talks about
2: the pivot all the time
0: and that requires vulnerability mm-hmm. to be able to pivot yep. to say okay this isn't the direction i was supposed to go or the thing i was supposed to be looking at perhaps
2: well, and Tony Robbins—that was a right. perfect point. Actually, right. The pivot is so important that truly our lives are really nothing more than pivots. Because if you set one goal for yourself, I'm I'm going to do whatever this thing is. Anything other than that is failure. I didn't achieve. I didn't achieve that one thing. Well, there was a million other things that could have been so amazing in your life, but you were the one who dictated said, "No, it has to be this one thing." Mm-hmm. Meaning, I can't pivot, and and some people would call that awesome focus and determination and vision, but really, it's just like you're being so strict and in unflexible with yourself. There's no pivot in the process, and there has to be. There has to be. I mean, even if it's soft pivot, it looks like grass or trees bowing to the wind. That's still flowing, and it's not just no. I'm rigid, and I'm doing it this way. That's That's when you break.
0: Yeah, yeah, right you follow your bliss that's there. the only that's the only you know narrow focus I would keep is to follow your bliss. Yeah. follow your yes and follow your bliss
3: and, and I think you know the the difference between that razor sharp focus and nothing else matters and allowing for the pivot is the pivot allows you to actually align with your greater purpose and you know maybe where the universe is directing you
1: Absolutely. and
3: the razor sharp focus in that sense where you're unable to pivot. Puts your plan above the universal plan.
2: That's right, and well, we have been puts taught your that plan Western... above the universal yeah. plan. Yeah. Yes, that well, that
1: would be called the ego getting in the way. Right. Oh,
2: I've yeah. heard of that. You know, thanks God, but I I got this. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, wow. All right, let's. Okay. Let's... We got to get out of our own way.
1: <laughs> all right, Eric. We do you want me to run down him again, sure. or you want to? Because you did take over on that one. What was that one? Um, what one was that? Cultivating Synchronicities, yeah. Cleaning the Muck Out of Intergenerational Trauma, mm-hmm. which aligned with the chapter that I landed on. Our ancestors, allies, and angels was in that chapter, interge- mm-hmm. inter- Intergenerational Trauma and the Angel Core, which I'm looking forward to reading this book because of all, all the. It's really yeah. pulling my. Yes. Okay. So let's go to seeing ourselves as nature. And that's a great one. I'm going to go through them all though. Forgiveness, sacrifice, understanding our body-mind connection, responsibility of nurturing our seed, recognizing our archetypal, archetypal personalities, fulfilling our planetary assignment, awareness, and the trust frequency. That's a lot. That is the list, but I'm sure you're going to pull out. I,
2: well, I want to hear Sandy describe the one with forgiveness. What was it? Forgiveness and...
0: Forgiveness, forgiveness and sacrifice.
2: So right. why don't you flush that out a little bit for well, us?
0: Well, yeah. So forgiveness has always been a hard thing for me. And it, it, it is like carrying around a weight, you know, but no matter how many times I hear forgiveness only, you know, burdens you, it still doesn't help me get to forgiveness and then I learned that I was misunderstanding that forgiveness meant a reconciliation. Like there had to be, well, I had to come down to an even balance. And and it isn't that. It's actually recognizing the story and recognizing the gift in the story. And, and the hardest part is recognizing the gift in the story when you're in the middle of the pain and the suffering. hmm but if you can hold on to that trust frequency, if you can hold on to the fact that okay, I I may not know what this is for three decades because I tell a lot of person you know the one thing about this book that wasn't mentioned is it's it's a weaving of my personal stories that I had to come to learn these things, and forgiveness was a big one. I had a, I had some trauma, not as big as others others traumas, um, but some big T traumas, and. In the, you know, when you're in the midst of that, it's impossible to think that this is, there's any benefit to this. But 30 years later, you get to the story where the gift is so miraculous that I was blessing the experience. You know, when I took,
1: I've talked about it on the show, I took a course called Marriage Alchemy. And one of the things that Dr. Corwin-Bills said is 100% of our suffering is attached to the story we we tell about our suffering. That's where mm. our pain comes from, and if we can change our story, we can change our life. Mm. And I found that to be true.
2: Yeah. And yeah. forgiveness. Um, sometimes forgiveness is a little sticky because there's a hierarchy to it. Like, well, I'm being the better, bigger person by forgiving you, sort of thing. And I just read a quote about forgiveness that, in a way that I never, and I don't think it was Ticknot Han, but it was somebody. You know, some Eastern mm-hmm. philosopher. Mm-hmm. And it was like, to forgive is good, but to forget that you forgave is divinity. And I'm like, what does that even quite mean? Ooh,
1: I get it. Ooh. Yes. But that
2: you totally yeah. released it. You didn't hold right. yourself in the sure. egalitarian place that I forgave you. And it, the subliminal message of and the chemistry of our relationship is, I forgave you. Remember that? Yeah. horrible thing you did it, we're still keeping it present and i forgave You're you still right. 30 keeping score. years later i'm mm-hmm. still keeping score that i'm the one that forgave you for that thing yeah. so that idea of forgetting after you for you don't truly forget but to it, to me it meant taking the charge completely out of it to well, forget that you yeah. forgave
0: i'm not sure that i want to forget the experience because it's part of who i, I am now i don't know
2: that it means forgetting it's the experience me. yeah I think it it's just means taking yes and taking yeah. the charge off of it taking of I was I was the better person in this scenario.
0: And it's it's operating in victim consciousness. This is what I learned from Connie Baxter Marlowe from mm-hmm. the trust frequency. It's about operating in victim consciousness. Mm-hmm. And when you can remember that and you can remember that this is a gift. Just trust the fact that this is a gift and you and it's good for you and you're dodging a bullet. Right. And you still have a pulse. (laughs) Yeah. It's I think it's really important to. um, And that goes to
1: archetypes. The victim is an archetype.
0: That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't hurt to look at myths. It doesn't hurt to pay attention to those archetypal stories Mm -hmm. that are there for models. Of, you know, okay, this is sort of a thing. Or look at any Pixar movie, <laughs> any movie. Look at The Hero's Journey, mm-hmm. right? And that's what all of this is. The, and it's actually mm-hmm. a lot of my book I frame in The Hero's Journey, which we, I we didn't add to somehow
2: mention The Hero's Journey, I think, almost, almost in every, every show. show. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we yeah. talk
1: about And that's what my marriage alchemy class was, The Hero's Journey. Yeah. It's a personal journey. and And the whole point of it is it takes one person to make a marriage work. It's one person working on themselves and not blaming the other person. Right. And you're in a long-term marriage like me. Thirty,
0: it'll be thirty-four years mm-hmm. this year.
1: Yeah, wow. So we, we, I was just telling my husband Brian. Remember Sandy? We went to her house when Chief Phil was here, and we had
0: dinner there with her and her husband.
1: And he made me that heart-shaped dollar, um, dollar bill. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like but that's part of what this this is is we're we're on an individual each one of us is on an individual hero's journey right and what we're doing with that can enhance our our relationship and marriage as we learn to you know dig deep into our shadows and our archetypes and how to talk with them and where they're coming from a lot of it's very uh, subtle Gary Gary Christmas do you hear your phone going ding ding,
0: ding, I, ding. I'm sorry I yeah. thought my ringer was off but it's I okay. love hearing Gary he, ding he, my phone he says
1: <laughs> all of this equals authenticity so love yeah. this message yeah. and I, I, yeah. I thank you Gary thank you, thank is you. A,
0: he, he models for me integrity of authenticity mm-hmm. and that's a big word for me integrity we have to be in our integrity mm-hmm. you know like I said earlier we don't know where we're going but we know we're on our way and that place is calling us when I get there, I don't want to poison the water hole. Mm. I want to be as clean and clear as I can. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about let's, let's shed all this stuff that doesn't, all this baggage we're carrying that doesn't serve us or anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to be true. We've got to be honest. We have to be integrity-filled. We have to know what, what stuff, what muck we are carrying with us. Even old baggage, our ancestors that we never knew, have implanted in our cellular DNA. This is huge. And
1: that's part of what Chief Phil is coming here to go to a conference. But because he does work in that area, I'm introducing him to another friend of my work that does that intergenerational trauma work. And I yeah. said, I just feel like you two are supposed to meet because you're both overlapping in, the, in this. This is a big topic for a lot of people. Yeah. We don't realize what comes through us in our DNA. Because of our lineage And how do we break those patterns
0: And it also comes through behavior That our parents Mm -hmm. picked up From their parents and so on So it's both I'd love to give a little plug To Rabbi Dr. Terza Firestone Just google her And look at her work On intergenerational trauma Her book Wounds into Wisdom It's about Jewish intergenerational trauma Because being Jewish I can say we all We have a lot of baggage (laughs) To carry and say, to say her name one more time, Terza T I R Z A H Firestone, just like it sounds, and her book Wounds into Wisdom and Gabor Mate. Oh, god! Oh, yeah, I just love that man. He does great work on intergenerational trauma, and he's got a great documentary out right now. But yeah, it, 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 forgiveness, sacrifice. And bliss is actually the name of the subchapter that I talk about forgiveness in, mm. and we also have to forgive our ancestors and also honor them because they gave us a lot of gifts as well. Right. But um, there's there's something about that bliss in there too, because you know that 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 uh, dumping all of this stuff that doesn't yeah, it's the serve release. us, yeah, gets our soul closer to bliss.
2: Exactly. Well, let's talk about your book a little bit because we're officially four minutes already past the show time goes by quickly doesn't it um the book is it's it looks like these are like um not for resale copies no
0: no no you're you're just holding the copy i happen to have had with me okay they are totally for sale They're totally available and i was because i was in town recording that was the book i brought up Uh, because you'll look inside it's all marked up
2: okay so this is the title of the book the liminal l-i-m-i-n-a-l odyssey the Alchemical Power of the Spaces in Between by Sandy Hart. So they can find this on Amazon. And it's on
0: Amazon. Everything mm-hmm. else. Okay. And I have a website, liminalodyssey.com. Perfect. Or Odyssey. And it was
2: published this year, so it's mm-hmm. new.
0: It's new. new yeah, book. it's just been published a month.
2: That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank well, good luck so, with Not that.
0: even a month. It's still a baby. It's still a little baby. Yep.
2: Yeah. I'm working on, with Melissa's help, we're working on the Jesus book project that I've been Oh. Teasing to listeners for a year.
3: I'm excited. Really? I'm excited. Waiting for that next version. Uh, it's,
2: it's done. It's Other than fun. some simple formatting, it's it's done. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about too because it's a really beautiful book.
1: Thank you, um, Victoria McBean's listening too. She's wondering who else is in this, in the studio. I love it. I miss you, Victoria.
2: Yeah, me too. She, she, Come she, out.
1: She's coming out. I hope she's on the dolphin boat because her birthday is four twenty. Oh, did, want, did you? I want to give her a birthday tell
2: everybody present. about the next dolphin boat. I, I think
1: I mentioned it in the beginning. Did. Next dolphin boat, ding ding ding. I haven't publicly announced it yet, so any of our listeners who haven't gotten their tickets yet, please hit me up, and I'll send you the link. And then I'm going to make it public. And you can
2: do that through yeah. the Facebook uh, Facebook page, Awakening Code Radio's Facebook page, Messenger, or just,
1: or just to me, Michelle. Too, well, if they happen
2: to have Facebook, your yeah you know you a
1: lot of them do your, but we i will uh i think uh adrian's gonna promote it on disclosure fest and it, a lot of times i don't even put it on a public post and it sells out and sells out
2: very quickly it's a beautiful boat catamaran should be great weather almost i've we, we've i've been going on these trips with you for 10 years now it's the
1: beginning longer it, it, than that it, eric yeah, it's it, almost 15 i think no no 11. 10
2: or 11 well that's 10 11 12 it
1: year. might have been two
2: th- let's not fight yeah. in front of the children okay
1: <laughs> wait, wait I mean who wouldn't
3: want to go I on need a to boat go fight with the water goddess <laughs> right. like over and there Michelle, the mermaid <laughs> and
2: dolphins and was well, we almost uh. always I mean I think there's only one time that we didn't see a dolphin and technically we actually did we saw one dolphin right before coming back into the harbor And that uh, was the
1: one boat we had the dolphin guy with us I felt like, ooh, boy, you didn't see a dolphin, and you're the dolphin
3: guy. I felt so bad. This is
1: my virgin journey of dolphin and whale
3: watching. uh, The
2: date is 422, so that happens to be Earth Day, not just happens to be Earth Day. It's Friday, uh, April 22nd, out of Dana Point. 230 to
1: 430.
2: An amazing place to go and an amazing thing to do with amazing people. Anything sonic else? Sonic
1: geometry on the boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. sonic
2: geometry on the boat. We play some, uh, if you've heard the, or watched the sonic geometry videos, where we talk about a whole number of pure tone frequencies that are aligned with mathematical mythologies, like Joseph Campbell noticed all over the world. We play those numbers as frequencies. The 144s, 72s, 432s, 180s. So And the dolphins seem to be really intrigued by all of this. They stick with us they while like we're the playing They like the Native these.
1: American flute, too. And yeah. when I went yes. on the boat on world water day on 322 ray amana brought her flute and bottlenose dolphins which we don't always see bottlenose in a big pod like that just hung they yeah. hung for at least a half hour it, we, i never saw that before
2: yeah. all right well thank you so much for tuning in listener we yes. will be back next week with another show melissa you probably know the drill here we remind everybody as we do the best ourselves to be, be
1: good humans, humans.
2: This is Eric Rankin
1: and Michelle Anderson from Awakening Code Radio
2: right here on KXFM.
1: We'd like to invite you to join a conversation to raise the vibration.
2: Broadcasting live every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m., we cover all aspects of the process of awakening, whether it's emotional or spiritual growth.
1: And have hosted such luminaries as Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, James Redfield, and many others.
2: With a global audience, our show is one of the most listened to programs here at KXFM.
1: And we would love for you to join the conversation.